back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio Buck Perspective. And today we're getting back into the problem solving. That's right, people. We got to get into these follow-up questions as I normally do. So here we go. Number one, remember we talked about problem solving last time. How obviously, you know, being in a hurry makes us make those uninformed decisions. Well, what we have to do now is rate ourselves on a scale one to ten. Okay, these are some good old prompts. The good old performance prompts, okay? And again, responding authentically, meaning being truthful in these responses, is going to give you more clarity. And it'll help provide more momentum in your life, yeah? So make sure you don't lie about it. Be real about it. So, number one, when I am presented with a conflict, personal or professional, I can slow down by doing these three things, okay? Now, what did I do last year, okay? I could only give you guys examples from my personal life. When I was presented with a conflict, okay? This was the COVID conflict. When everything shut down, when I had a 25,000 bot, which was basically an $800 visa that was approaching, right? Um, when I was on, you know, I did have obviously my rent money and stuff like that. But when I had this problem, I wasn't making money, especially for the month of April. I had to finally look within and say, okay, what can I do? How can I slow it down by doing like, like, what can I do right now? First and foremost, I had to take action. Okay. Being there and just feeling bad about myself wasn't going to help better the situation whatsoever. I needed to be more creative. And with things that happen in regards to the economy, when that creativity comes out, I need to be able to sustain that creativity, even when things aren't happening and everything's going well. Does that make sense? So I said, I needed to hurry up and act on it. Okay. Number two, I needed to begin to bet on myself. And this was the biggest thing that ever happened in my life because I knew that about three other language centers, including the job that I actually work for right now, they weren't looking out for me. They don't give a fuck about me. So why should I give a fuck about them? So I told myself, you know what? Okay. I'm not even going to bother with these fuckers anymore. I'm going to bet on what I do and what I can do. When I started working up country, it's funny. When everything opened up, they're like, oh, are you going to be free in August? Oh, no, it's not good. You need to be. I said, fuck you. No, I'm not free during weekdays because you guys fucked me over the previous three months. These women, who I obviously quit it the following month, were for me. So it made me realize, okay, my job is bullshit. Okay, they could kiss my fucking ass. Number two, all these other little side jobs, including another language institute, Mind English, I cut them motherfuckers loose because I knew that they were carrying the racial discrimination, which I had dealt with for eight years prior or seven years prior at that time in terms of giving jobs to white guys instead of giving jobs to the fully qualified, the ones that already obviously have their four cores of credibility rather than one half ass core of credibility, right? And so I dropped these jobs. I did this. I started betting on myself. And number three, I realized, I said, I needed to focus more on my future in terms of my finances. Like I look back to the previous year, the previous two years, even going back to those ugly years of 2015 to 2017, I made more money then. Why am I making less money now, especially during COVID, regardless of COVID? I should have been creating those assets to begin with. So I made an oath to myself last July. Let's get this shit on track. I'm done doing the same thing that I've been doing and nothing's working. This is Albert Einstein quote. That's insanity. Doing the same motherfucking thing every single time and expecting a different outcome. A year later, 
I am more financially stable than I've ever been in my life. Why? Because I needed to take a step back, slow things down, and look at what wasn't working. That was one of the principles in Jack Canfield's book that I have forgotten about. That book is right over there on my shelf, too. Bought it back in March of 2016. What is it working? You know what wasn't working? My job that I'm working for. You know what wasn't working? Working for those two grimy ass bitches. Quit them in August. You know what else wasn't working? That bullshit ass language center that I worked for back in, uh, what was it, March of last year. I quit all of them. Y'all, you motherfuckers do not deserve me, except my main job. But they know, listen, you got the book. Schools aren't going to be opening until next year, probably after uh, April, right? So you got your online classes. You got Saturday and Sunday. That's all you got, okay? You're barely even covering my fucking rent. And I told you guys you needed to cover my rent. Okay, I shouldn't be coming out of pocket making the ridiculous and wonderful money that I'm making online to pay for my own rent. You bitches should pay for it. So when things do open up, don't expect me to do shit for you. Got it? So that's what I ended up doing. I had to look from within. The next question, okay? I'm just breaking it down from a three-step process, right? On a scale one through 10, how would you rate yourself on your ability to, uh, to problem solve effectively? and give yourself a reason to why you gave yourself that score. Me, I'm giving myself a 10 because I am very creative right now. You know, from July 1st, when I posted that score in regards to one of my students up to about July 16, it was 15 weeks of wow. It was 15, 15 weeks, I'm sorry, not 15, 15 days. And uh, 1,000 USD plus of people I never met before, just like that. Why? Because my four cores of credibility. So I'm just waiting on my other student to say, hey, I got my score. It's this. So I can hurry up and post that. Make sure I post it. Make sure I cut up some podcasts, put it all out there. And then I'm going to start attracting to me more individuals. So again, I'm very, very excited about this. And at the same time, I'm like, okay, Arsenio, the last three days has been very off. But what have I been doing every day? Have I been focusing on the low-hanging fruit? My, my YouTube is going down. Why? You haven't been posting a lot of TOEFL ITP uh, videos anymore. Okay, so what can you do to get, you know, to do better? Um, what is it? What can you do to obviously do better to get more attention, to get more people buying your courses? Okay, let's start posting a couple of more snippets. Let's post a couple of more things on your Facebook page. Let's get back onto TOEIC and maybe even IELTS, although IELTS is just, you know, I can really give a damn about that. Focusing more on my number one, my number two right? Number three, don't really, my number four really don't give a fuck, right? So that's what I do. I'm going to give myself a 10. Here's your next one. On a scale one through 10, where would you rate yourself on how often you find yourself reacting to a problem? Reacting to a problem. Okay. So obviously I got my vaccine of AZ just a couple of days ago. Uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't reacting in terms of, oh my God, something's wrong with you. I, I think I got COVID. No, I was like, okay, the symptoms in terms of the body aching and the fever that I had at night, which was the ultimate step of pushing out, you know, that last little foreign object, which, you know, my body was reacting to, because obviously that's what my immune system was doing, was stimulating a response. I wasn't being reactive and saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I need to go to the hospital. I was like, no, I know exactly what's going on right now. I trust my body. I'm gonna wake up in the morning. I'm gonna be good. And I was, you know, reacting to a problem was, you know, like hurrying up. Oh, reacting to the problem was almost getting my fucking appendix removed just a week ago or two weeks ago. That was me reacting to a problem rather than just slowing things down in which my girlfriend helped me do 
and then all the responses from the epidemiologists, the doctors, the pharmacists, and all those other wonderful individuals, they made me realize no surgery without an x-ray. And that ended up making me realize that I almost gave myself 1,000, uh, I almost gave my organ away and 1,000 USD for no fucking reason. See what I mean, people? You got to slow things down. Sometimes you need second and third opinions. Please do that. And make sure you get your information from people who are already there or above you, not people who are below you. I would never ask my mom, mom, how can I market on Instagram? My mom doesn't know shit about that. I need to ask people who are already there. You see? So going on to the next one. All right. On a scale of one through 10, you would rate yourself on how often you make hurried decisions. Rate yourself. Be honest with yourself. I'm going to go into the next one. The last one, okay? Oh, and as a matter of fact, this one is actually another one. It's in terms of like listening, which is very, very good. But in saying that, let's just go back to that last one. Hurry decisions. Me? Before my stomach, my little bloating problem, I would say eight. Now, two. Because I realized, whoa, I almost made a hurry decision and almost got a surgery without evidence, number one. Number two, he was pressuring me to hurry up and get it, which shows that he's not being truthful. If he slowed it down and he was in the best interest of me, he would have done that. But it just felt like he just wanted me to quickly hurry up and make a decision. And when my, when my girlfriend finally came, and she walked in. Next, you know, I started getting these messages and Facebook posts and insurance card. And she was talking to her friends. And she was talking to the CFO of Air Asia here who said, uh, what? No, he's good. Listen, uh, don't get surgery. The CFO, her boss, who she's the personal assistant to him. He's the CFO of Air Asia. Okay. Rich, beyond rich. And he was the one that told her, uh, no, what's going on? We, we put all those opinions together. We went back there. We got the blood work. We went to another place, got a second opinion, didn't really work. Um, and then finally, in the end, I did have that end up, you know, that massive blow up, blow up. But I realized that I went to a hospital that was doing it in the best interest of me rather than doing it in the best interest of their pockets. So I no longer make hurried decisions. I got to slow things down. And if it comes up and then there is a decision that I need to make, and it's a very quick one, like, oh, my God, I feel like, uh, you know, my, my adrenaline's pumping because something's getting ready to happen right now. Okay, hurry up. Make a decision. But when it comes to business opportunities and stuff like that, I slow things down. If I want to make a big purchase, I'm going to slow things down like a motherfucker. A hurried decision would have been buying my iPhone back in April of this year. But because my girlfriend kept saying, no, wait, 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 wait. Make sure you have this amount in your checking account. Okay, 3000 before you make a purchase of your iPhone. And I'm like, okay. And guess what? Everything shut down. And thankfully, I never made a hurried decision. Although I never touched that stipend whatsoever. And that stipend, I'm still just delivering on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis. I still had to slow it down. So people, please remember that. Please remember that. Because I think sometimes often when you make hurried decisions, and if you're over on a scale one, uh, like if you're over five, Please use these performance prompts to slow it down and problem solve accordingly. Got it? With that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Stay tuned for more, people, because we're on fire over and out.